I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's Boucher. The three. What up, CB? Another episode of Hustle Play. We're in the building. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. How you? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing all right. First episode of 2023. Tell me, do you have some New Year's resolutions? What's going on with you? Um, Not really. I think, um, you know, last year was a really good year for me. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to keep maintaining what I'm doing and trying to get better, um, take care of my family and keep being happy because I think that's something that uh, um, has been important in your life. So. In terms of new goals, though, anything to do with basketball, personal, which which one more? No, nothing. I mean, just try to figure out, um, you know, ways to help the team and um, to be more consistent. I think that's more what I'm focusing on. It takes a, a lot of time now because, I mean, it's my job. So when not playing well and all that, you're trying to figure out ways to, to be better. And I think that's something that, um, you know, is really – ongoing an, an ongoing work work right now like you guys play a ton of games does it stay on your brain at all when you leave the arena like does it does it follow you home at the same time you're thinking about things that happened during that game or do you kind of just brush it off and on to the next one no 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 if your fisher stays in your head especially if you feel like you could have done better or um you know a couple of games we lost by one or two position like those are the games that stays in your head for a long time and you can't really forget it because, like I said, you finish the game, you go home, you eat, whatever, and then after that you go to bed and you know what tomorrow practice is going to be about the game yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's like, a, like I said, I'm sure a lot of us are right now just, um, you know, obviously we won last game, but um, we're still thinking about all the games that we lost and the games that we thought that we could have won. And um, it's just about figuring out, you know, how to beat teams and play together and, um, yeah, it's a rough a rough patch for us right now. Yeah, there's a bit of a struggle going on with the team uh, thus far this year. Everybody's talking about you guys, by the way. I'm talking fans, media, ESPN, everywhere. Everywhere and everyone. You know, so, uh, why do you think that is? You would think that a team that's currently struggling right now, you guys are four games out of a playing spot, right? You think nobody would be talking about them, really, but everyone is. Why do you think that is? Um, the expectation, I think, um, I mean, obviously last year, they, you know, the last year is probably the year like t- this year they would expect, you know, um, you know, a lot of struggle, we're young and all that. So, and we make it, we made it to the playoffs. So 
this year there's a lot of expectation and you know um they clearly you know they want to see us win you know Toronto fans that's who they are and they've 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 it's a culture that they have here to win 50 games 60 game in a season and um it's something that they don't want to lose and I it's completely understanding um but for us uh, like I said we're trying to figure it out we had a lot of games that hurt us for example uh, we lost a lot of Odo, we lost Precious at the beginning of the year. Fred was in and out. Um, Pascal in Dallas. Um, so obviously, um, we never had the whole group together for a long for a whole season. I mean, it's not an excuse because every team go through it, but I think that it hurt us a little bit more. And now that we're trying to figure it out, all of that together with all the players and all, I think that is um, definitely something that it takes time. But um, we need to figure it out fast because, um, like I said, we're sliding off. Uh, all the the playoff talking stuff and everybody's talking about how they should trade anybody and everybody so well everybody thinks they're a gm you know that for sure you know that and i mean it is a culture thing you guys have done a lot of winning over the last decade yeah. i mean a lot of winning like you're saying 50 55 games all that kind of stuff but tell me what the what the current vibe of the team is like right now compared to some of the recent previous years I mean, it's a young team, so obviously, um, you know, the vibe goes up and down. It's not really steady. I think um, obviously nobody's, you know, mad at each other. Nobody's, you know, getting, you know, talking crazy to, to anybody. But I think you can see it on the, you know, in people's vibe kind of like feeling like, you know, we're better than this and it feels like we can't get out. Um, if we really feel like we're in a sucking place right now and like a lot of things that we're doing, um, it's just not going our way, you know, like it feels like we play a different team and that team is hot the, that game and we can't hit a shot. And that's one thing that's just killing us right now is that uh, the shot are not going our way. And I don't believe it's going to stay uh, like that for the whole time, but it's been like that for a couple of games. And, it, um, you know, it hurts, obviously. Um, team, are, they just, you know, packing up the paint and letting us shoot from outside knowing that we're not shooting it well right now. So it's definitely a struggle. We know that the coaching staff gives a message, but do you guys take it amongst yourself to kind of go at each other, be honest with each other? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's important talks that are made every day. Um, obviously coming from the leaders and, you know, Fred, Pascal, um, they, you know, they try to be as vocal as they can, Tad. Um, but like I said, it only goes to a certain extent. Um, you know, the work has to be put in in the gym. The work has to be put in in the games. And you can talk as much as you want, but when the game comes, you know, that's when you got to be ready and show up. And um, like I said, I think the games that we came in and played hard, um, you could see that, you know, you could see that Raptors culture that was still there, you know, and we make comeback games where we're down. We're not, no, we have no... No, we have no point to be in this game, and somehow, some way, we're coming back. So it's just, it's still there. I think it's just finding ways to get it started early, um, have all the right players at the connected, and focus on the right thing. Now, you did mention Fred VanVleet, and people are talking crazy about Fred VanVleet right now. You know, some are completely on his side, some are completely against it. How quick they forget. You know what I mean? First of all, before we get into him a little bit, what is your, I don't think I've ever asked you, but what is your relationship like with Fred? Uh, I mean, Fred is the vet. Like, for example, I've been with him for a long time. Um, you know, from Kyle, 
Joe was talking to me. Fred was talking to me about the G League and how he was the path he had, the road he had. So um, we definitely uh, have a great you know friendship and. Um, you know, like I said, he's still learning me a lot of things and how to play and the right thing to do and showing me how to, you know, be a valuable player, um, not for the team, but for the bench and all that. So um, he's always been there for me as a great leader. And um, like I said, he, he picked up what Kyle did. Um, Kyle teach me a lot of things and Fred is teaching me a lot of different things. And on this team, there's probably one guy that um, if there's one guy that could talk to me a different way in a game that I won't take it uh, personal, it's probably him. Because, I mean, I know where it's coming from. Um, and I've been in the heat about it with him for a long time where I know, um, you know, where that energy come from and why he's telling me certain things. So Now, he hasn't been shooting like his usual self. None but, of us but have. None of you have, right. Why do you think that is, though? What do you attribute that to? Um, I mean, it could be a lot of different things. Um, I mean, I feel like Fred coming back from injury and all that. Um, he's probably he's probably playing a little bit. He's not playing a hundred percent. Um, that's probably playing a little bit on that. But I also think that um, it's gonna get back to 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 what it is. Obviously, like a game like yesterday, you can see that he still can make shots and all that. That, um, you know, clearly, um, we're all having a shooting slump right now, and we're all feeling it. And that's the, what makes it worse is that we all had it at the same time. So collectively, it looks really bad when we play a whole game when I'm not shooting it well, Gary not shooting it well, Scotty, and then you got OG, Fred. Now, now it's it's hard if you see one guy having 30 points and he's the only one shooting it well. It explains a lot of reason on why we're losing right now. Now we talk about a guy like Fred and, and his voice in a locker room, but what is your voice in a locker room? I mean, I think I'm more by example. Like I said, you can ask anybody on this team. Um, I'm always ready to practice. I work hard. I bring the energy. doesn't matter if it's a practice, a shoot-around, or a game. Um, I think that's the way that I show. That's the, that's the voice that I have. Um, you know, I want people to, to know that you got to work hard if you want to play for the Raptors, but also you have to do it every day because, um, like I said, you never know what's going to happen. And the one thing that um, – that is always good is when you work hard, you see results and going through the motion and all that. When you come to the game, usually what you show in practice is what's going to happen in games. And I think that um, this is something that I try to tell everybody, um, especially like guys like Christian and all that, that are really important for us. I think um, just to show them to show up every day, bring the energy. And even when days you don't like what is going on, um, they keep pushing. Now, another guy that's really important for you, Precious Achua. Uh, your tag team partner is back Triple in the H. lineup. Talk to me about him. Do you think people maybe underestimated what he kind of brings to the table? Um, no, I mean, you didn't. we didn't see a lot of Precious this year yet. So I think people are just, like I said, at this point right now, everything is bothering them. So, you know, we're not winning. You know, Precious, oh, he's not doing what he's supposed to do now. He just, get, he just got back from injuries. And it's the same thing they said about Pascal when he came back and then Pascal got into it. Um, Gary, this team is not set. Like we have the same thing as last year, and last year they were like this: the new six nine was style, and everybody seemed to be cool with it. Now we're losing. Obviously, like this team is not matched up the right way. We need to change this. We need to trade everybody. So, um, to me, I think Precious is getting there. Obviously, and when he's gonna get to the fully one hundred percent, when he's gonna be fully healthy and engaged with everything that's going on, because obviously he missed a lot of time. Um, he's going to be back, right back to what everybody was saying about him, how, you know, he was really good for us and 
you know, I heard a lot of people saying he was like playing like an all star. So at this point, um, you just gotta let time do his thing. You know who else is playing really good right now? Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, man. You did mention going to the bench might do that to you. Yeah, for sure. Talk to me about him. He is flat out balling. Um, I think what coming off the bench gave them is another perspective of the game. I think um, just sitting down and watching the game, how it goes, you probably saw a lot of different shots that he could have got when he saw the started playing. Probably saw different things that he could do. It probably um, give them a little boost on like, no, I, you know, he feels like he's, he's a starting guard and a starting shooting guard. Um, I think that all that I helped him out and clearly um he's playing his best basketball right now he's shooting it well and all that and that's one thing that um like I said which is good is when you get out the slum um doesn't matter if you're off the bench or not when you get your shooting touch back and all that you're you know you're getting back to the productive side and he's doing that for us right now and I think a lot of pe- a lot of us is going to get out of that song too and things are going to be rolling the way it's supposed to be rolling Speaking of uh, the slump, Scotty Barnes is looking a little bit better as well. You know what I mean? And, you know, there were some games where we see him and he's not very aggressive. He's looking around a lot. He's passing it off very quickly. He's playing kind of timid. And then all of a sudden, kind of like in the fourth quarter, you know, he starts exploding a little bit, starts going to the basket. But a game, especially like Portland, uh, like Portland, sorry, he started early, right? Started attacking early brings a different dynamic to the teams things start opening up a little bit for everybody else what do you attribute that to is that guys getting in his ear kind of just telling him he needs to be a little bit more aggressive or do you think that things are starting to slow down a little bit and he's just starting to kind of read and react i don't think it's i don't think it's has nothing to do with us because we've been saying that the whole time like we've been saying that to be aggressive everybody in this locker room is telling him to be aggressive all the way to the head coach so I don't think it's that. I think he just got tired of hearing it probably. Um, you know, every time he hearing shoot it and do this and do that and do this, he probably just snap out of it and decided, all right, well, guess what? Um, I'm going to do it. And then a game like Portland, he did it. Probably the game before he played Milwaukee, uh, he did it in the fourth quarter. He probably told himself, like, well, I should have done that before and I would have had a, you know, I would have won the game. So, um, you know, it's also a young player trying to figure it out. Um everything at the same time you know how to be a passer a scorer a rebounder a defensive a defensive player and uh you know he has a lot of different guys a lot of different weapons around him so you know it's a lot of things that he has to figure it out for his second year and i think that is gradually getting there especially um with the struggle that he had at the beginning of the season i think um like I said, I've told you guys that he was going to get out of it and when he's going to start figuring out he's going to be dangerous and he's getting to that point now and I've been saying that again, like I said, we, we lost a couple games and they definitely hurt us, but I think it's going to, at the you know, at the end of the tunnel, uh, all of us going to get out of there stronger, um, especially when, you you know, things are starting to go in our way, um, things will get a lot better. Now, he shows a lot of passion, a lot of emotion. Can a player ever be too emotional on the court? Of course. I mean... It could be for anything, so I, I mean, I don't know. I've so I've had those moments where um, I felt like I was playing well and all that, and then the other team does a run, and then somehow, somewhere, I can't hide my emotion no more. I'm pissed that um, I might get sub. I'm pissed because guess what? Um, we were winning, where things were going well, and if we lose the game, um, it's a lot of emotion to control at the same time. I think we all had those moments. Um, 
and some of us are dealing with it better um you know for us, some people it comes selfishly for some people it's just really with the passion of the game and wanting to to win and um like i said it's expressed differently but i think everybody has a way to show it see your boy coloco got teed up again against uh yeah. again in the portland game Oh, but that one was just, that one's a great one. I think it was bullshit. I think um, he really blocked that guy. Who's paying for that one for him? Himself. Not you. I, this asked, time. I, I didn't tell you to do that. I told you. I told you to block shot. I didn't tell you to go talk to the ref after. I saw him almost wrap his legs around uh, yeah, that's uh, old him. buddy from from Portland though. Yeah, he gave him a little. Yeah, he gave him a little bump. That's CB there. advice right there. I, he's doing good, man. To be honest with you, he's learning. That's one thing that I like about him. He's learning. He's a real sponge. Um, he's just got to learn how to not take text no more. That's all. <laughs> I want to go back a little bit. We're talking about Scotty Barnes. Him and Thaddeus mm. um, had a little bit of a disagreement. And we can chat about it because it's public. Everybody saw it. It's all over social media. Yeah, I wasn't there. Clearly. Um, well, I mean, they clearly were upset about something. They were probably yeah. discussing something. Talk to me about situations like that. How often does that happen, whether it be in a locker room practice? I don't think it happens like that, to be honest with you. And um, I don't even think it was a big deal like that. I think, like, obviously with the cameras, the angle that they got and all that, it seems like you know, it was some crazy stuff, but it's a loud place. Um, probably there was a something said that, you know, was misunderstood and they needed a verification. And obviously um, it looks bad like that, but... I was at practice today and after the game, and it didn't seem like they had an issue and all. I think maybe they needed to get something and get on the same page for something, and people have disagreement, and it didn't go well, and that's it. But I don't think it was bigger than anything like that. Like, obviously, the media is making it seem like, oh, well, once again, uh, the Raptors are a team that shouldn't be together and all that. But, like, come on, man. There's nothing there. And since you guys don't see it, you guys have that one clip and want to make anything about it, then go ahead. It's the media. They need stories. Yeah, well, I mean, the the Raptors don't really have stories like that. So when they see a little clip like that, they think it's, you know, the next Mayweather against Conor McGregor or something. But, like, it's nothing. Like, Well, somebody's about to be a big story soon come next month for the All-Star game. That is going to be one Pascal yeah. Siakam. Have you voted for him already? Yeah, I already did. I voted for him at the beginning of the season. I told you guys he was going to be an All-Star. He's trying to be top five in the NBA. So, um. All of the things that I've said about Pascal from the beginning of the season and when he got hurt, you guys got lucky because he was going even crazier than he was right now. So it's great to have a, like I said, it's always a great to have an all-star player in your team and that you can learn from and have inspiration to do the same. What is he like in regards to the team struggles when it comes to uh, giving his opinion, sharing his voice? Is he more calm, cool, and collected or... Or is he kind of fiery? No, Pascal is not a fiery guy. Pascal is really calm and composed, and you know he'll have conversation with you. And you know, usually it's you know really stable, calm, mellow. Um, get straight to the point, and I think that's the good thing that we have. We have two leaders, kind of. We have Fred, who's the more he's gonna get in your face and tell you what what you need to do, and Pascal is one aside. Just you know, you could calmly go talk to him if you have an issue. And, and then you have Tad, who does a little bit of both. Who, you know, we got great leaders. Like I said, um, the the team energy and the team will of winning and all that is there. It's just like I said, 
I think um, we got kicked in the face a couple of times and we just need to get up from it. Is it there or is it getting better? No, I think it's there. Like I said, we have moments of we play great basketball. It just doesn't last long enough to win games. And that's the issue right now. Um, and we, we get better at that. Like I said, it's just having all players on the same page. And right now, um, like I said, um, they blame the bench. Um, and we have to figure out ways to, to, to help the starters. If that's the issue right now, then that's what we need to do. And it become it's in a lot of different ways, you know, protecting the rim. Right now, we don't score, but we get scored on. So we need to get better on defense. So when we score, we're actually doing something positive. Those are all things that we're doing. And if you see, like yesterday, uh, we first scored, we came in the game, we got stops and all, and then we look good. So this is something that we need to build on. And like I said, it takes time. But when you start seeing things that are working better for you, um, you know, we win games. And then we go back to the winning game, winning, you know, winning side. Let's talk about the bench for a little bit. Like, does it annoy you when you – when you're reading articles or you're listening to people in the media talking about the Raptors have a weak bench and all that kind of stuff, when essentially this is the same bench that was here yeah. pretty much last Well, season. I hate it for sure because, I mean, I feel like, you know, the reason why I'm coming off the bench is to bring energy and all that, and people have known me as, like, somebody that comes off the bench to, to bring something, to, to make something happen. And I feel like um, at this point right now, it's kind of forgetting what I'm bringing because we're not winning, obviously. And and I'm not shooting it well. So, obviously, on that point, um, you know, players go to slump, to slump and stuff, shooting slump and struggles and all that. But, um, like I said, I do know, like, when I get out of it, is it going to still be the same? And that's the energy that I don't like. It's because our bench is not strong. But Precious was hurt. Odo, we don't have Odo. Malachi just started playing. We got Jeff who come play a couple minutes. Ancho and Cam, Christian. Like, all of us are gradually getting to a level of comfortability on the floor, but also knowing each other. And it takes time for that to get to that level. The Stars have been playing 100, 200 games together. You know what I'm saying? So... Or clearly they know how to play with each other and we need to get to that level but obviously the media are not going to give us that time because they want resolve right now and they're not getting it so it's understandable I understand their pain I know they don't know what the fuck they're talking about but I understand their pain so what would you like to in- see improve the most like if it had to do with offense defense communication for example I think we just need to shoot it better. To be honest with you, that's the that's the main thing right now. Where we're not shooting it, I think we're the worst shooting team right now in the NBA uh, from three point range. Yeah. Okay, so that help doesn't help us right now. And you know how they were making fun about like of, of the teams that didn't have shooting before, and then how shooting was becoming the best thing. Well, we're starting to see that um, you do need to make some shots. You're playing basketball, you got to make some shots. And right now we're not making it, and that's what hurts us right now. I don't think. Like I said, if we, we're creating good shots, people are open. I'm open. We're 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 getting open shots usually. We're just not making it right now. And the, the Milwaukee game was crazy. Well, see, that, but it was both teams actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what game did we start? Was that the Milwaukee that we started? Two of thirty, I think. Ahmed, was that? Two what game 30? was like seven zero for a long time? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think it was Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So see, that's what I'm saying. Like, we... um. You clearly could see that we're struggling in shooting right now, and it's not because we're not getting open shots. Because we are getting open shots. Like I've, I'm watching film and I'm seeing guys open. We're just not hitting. I'm seeing myself open and I'm not hitting shots that I would hit thousand times. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hurting us. And when guys are not hitting shots, it plays in their mental. And then the the shot that we're missing that we're creating so hard to get are killing us on defense because they're just running with it and. Those are those are little aspects that affects our game right now. That is true. Now it is that time of year. Mm-hmm. It's trade deadline season now. Yeah. You must think about that. You have to because no. really? No. I always think about it because mm-hmm. there's so many when I think about you as a player and the way you play, mm-hmm. to me, I always see teams saying we could use a Chris Boucher. So yeah. it always stays on my head from that perspective because I could see so many teams that would want to acquire you. Yeah, you know but I'm I mean? not playing like Chris Boucher right now, so that's what I'm focusing on. You know, like if I'm over there thinking about I'm not playing well and then maybe another team is going to want me for what I do, um, it's not helping me. Like it's just going to put more stress into me. And right now I'm not playing well anyway. So I can't be sitting here thinking about if I'm going to get traded. I got to think about how I'm going to get better and how I'm going to help this team win or help myself. And if they decide to trade me, then I'm still going to have to be ready for myself. So this is something that I've, like I said, I've tried to get away from me. Like I would say, I hear it from everywhere. Trade him, trade him, trade him. Mm-hmm. Listen, you guys can trade whoever you guys want until it happens. Nothing. I'm focusing on what I have to do. And I'm going to show up to games and try to win games and play hard and do what I usually do and how what people know about me. Happens every year. Yeah, for sure. Happens every year. Yeah, they wanted to treat me in Cleveland. Was that? They wanted to treat me when I was in Cleveland when I played Cleveland last year. Oh, I remember that. See, so, I remember that. So. Have you ever spoken to anybody who's really harped on being traded and playing differently because of a trade de- deadline coming up? Whether I mean, doesn't necessarily have to be somebody on your team, but mm-hmm. just people around the league. No, I've heard a lot of you know, a lot of players were saying like, you know, when I get traded, I can't wait to get traded so I could go and kill on another team or I know what I could do and they're not using me so I'm gonna go somewhere else and guess what it's not always green on the other side that's one thing and everybody's told me and I've heard that and sometimes I, I sometimes I ask myself I'm like what would I be with another team and I'm like nah man don't even ask yourself that because I'm good where I'm at right now and I've done a lot where I do a lot here and guess what if I go on another team and it's the same issue then do I really want to be somewhere else and be in Toronto dealing with the same issue and that's a lot of people that don't know that they play for Chicago for example and they're like oh well I'd rather play for Boston and they go to Boston it's the same issue or they play less minute or they're on the way to or get worse. Wave. Yeah. so um you just gotta watch have you watch heard about you horror watch. stories like that 
I mean, no. I mean, you see it all around the league, though. I've seen guys that were doing really good on a team, and then they had a moment where they just didn't play because the coach or whatever decided that they wanted to go a different way for only four or five games, and they couldn't hold it, decided that they wanted to get traded or whatever, go to another team, and now they don't play anymore, and now they're out the league. So you just got to watch out what you say, honestly. Like, a couple of games, and that's what Eve to teach me the most. You just got to watch out what you're saying. Like, you just, yo. Know, it's a long season, you know. You miss four or five games. You're not playing four or five games, and now you want to go ape shit and say you want to go somewhere else. All right, cool. Well, guess what? Then after that, you go somewhere else. Now you gotta do everything all over again and prove yourself all over again. And if they don't have time for that, then you just wasted a lot of time and a lot of progress that you made in your career for no reason. Uh, there were some reports that Nick Nurse had some one-on-one meetings with everyone. Yeah, it was, it was needed. I understand that Nick Nurse seems like a pretty straight-up guy. Yeah. He's going to sure. tell you the truth. Sure. Uh, your relationship with him and the way that he gives his message to mm. not just the, the team, but guys individually, what have you learned from him the most? Oh, it's coming. You know, obviously, if you don't play well, it's coming and you're going to hear about it. So um, the, the one thing I, I've, I've noticed and I've realized the most about it is that um, you, have to, you have to expect it if you're not playing the right way because you've shown so many times that you could play how you could play. So if it's expected for you to play a certain way and you haven't for a minute, um, you got to expect somebody or some something to come out eventually out of it. And... Eventually, you could duck a couple, two game, one, two game, not playing well, it's normal. But when it becomes like a routine and, you know, it's just not what it is, sometimes you need your coach to tell you something so you can wake up because obviously he's acknowledging that you're not playing well, which is good because if he doesn't acknowledge that you're playing well and he just goes to somebody else, that means he doesn't care. And if he doesn't care, then might as well just stop playing because if he started if he brings you up and you realize that you're not playing well it's because he knows what you could do and you need to do better and that's something that um i've fought for a long time but i've realized every coach i had been doing that to me um just making me they know they know what i could do because i've showed it a bunch of time and the minute that i don't do it it's it's visible because you can see what i do when i'm playing really well and you can see when i'm not playing well so what is something about nick nurse that you guys get to see up close, like the team, mm-hmm. but a lot of fans wouldn't know about him. I think I think the one thing that I mean, obviously, most people know, like they 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 think that he, um, obviously, like everything is structured and all that. But a lot of things that he um, brings in his coaching and whatever are stuff that he's seen probably like a couple games before, maybe a year, two years before, and it's all a mix of everything that he's been through. And I think that's a that's like something that um, really makes him a different coach because, like, at the end of the day, we're playing so many defense and so many all that stuff, all the schemes and stuff, and that comes from all the backgrounds and all the games that he played. There's not a lot of teams that are doing what we're doing right now, press 12, this, this, that, pressing here, pressing there, double here, double there, one-on-one here, one-on-one on one side. Like, we're doing a lot of different stuff, and... Yeah, that just comes from all the experience that he has. You guys have some crazy schemes, offensive 100%. and defensive. Like, mm-hmm. typically in the NBA, you don't see all these different kind of offensive and defensive schemes. For sure, beneficial, you believe, because a, a lot right. of a lot of coaches are 
Would you say they're afraid to try different defensive and offensive schemes like that you would see in college? Uh, no, I think it's beneficial when you do it right. That's the one thing is that when you do it right, it looks really nice. Like you, you could watch us play for like 10, 20 possession and you're like, wow, like this is, this guy goes over here, this guy's help here, here, here. And it's like, wow. And then after that, you could watch us play for 10 position where nobody's doing what they're supposed to do. An easy switch, we don't do it. And then now it's all messed up because we're now we're in rotations. And that's what kills us is that if you mess up there, somebody has to fix it. And if somebody fixes it, somebody has to fix that one. And it's a domino effect. I want to transition now to the All-Star game mm -hmm. being in Utah. Because you did mention... Good luck for y'all. I'm guessing you won't be in attendance. No, sir. Tell me about the I'll city be cheering, of Utah. Tell it me depends. About it depends. If Utah. Pascal asks me personally, like, he wants the team to be there, I'll go. If it's not for Pascal or anybody on the team that's making it, I'm not going. I was. I wanted to ask you about that because I know you did mention the last time when we did the show live, mm -hmm. you mentioned, oh, the All-Star game is in Utah. Man, I ain't going there. Yeah, it's too cold. Tell me about your top five NBA cities. Miami, Arizona, everywhere hot. L.A., uh, <laughs> both L.A.'s, uh, Orlando. Where's hot too again? I mean, damn. Okay, Houston. okay, we get it. Everywhere hot. that's hot, I'm good. There has to be something else just besides the heat, though. No, because I, I just want to stay outside of my balcony and chill. Well, Arizona, Orlando, they must be different than places like California. They got California. Walt Disney in Orlando, which is cool. They got Marvel Studios in Orlando, which is cool. Arizona, which is the sun. L.A., they got malls and all that good restaurant. Miami, obviously everybody know Miami. Um, Houston is kind of scary, but it's hot. What do you mean by that? Guns scary. Are, guns are allowed. No permit, no? In Texas or something, right? You don't need a license in Houston to have an arm. That's what you told me, are you right? There you go. In Texas? So, oh, yeah, so now. Okay, you can carry over there. Yeah, now. Ain't nothing wrong but with everything that. Else. Be safe. Toronto, Toronto is top one for sure because I am Canadian. But beside that, everything is when it's where it's hot. I'm cool. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be an all star this year. This man dropped 71 points. Okay, he dropped 71 points. Now, I mean, what does that make you think about right away when you see that? I gotta play Call of Duty more. You didn't see what Kyrie said. Played Call of Duty and he knew it was gonna be locked in. So maybe I need to do the same. I'm really good at Call of Duty, so maybe it's going to work. I'm going to try it tomorrow. <laughs> now, you know what's crazy? Like, there's so many high-scoring outbursts that we're seeing in the league this year. Mm -hmm. I think there's already close to 100 games, if not just over that, that we've seen 40-point games, uh, from obviously, from many different players around the league. What do you attribute that to? Because do you think <laughs> players are just getting better from an offensive standpoint, or are defenses getting worse? Or maybe a combination maybe of both. Maybe a combination of both. I guess some, because some players just got, they just got it against certain teams. You know what I'm saying? So some players, they got it against a lot of teams. I feel like when I watch Luka against the Clippers, he always goes crazy, right? So maybe Luka got like four or five games, four or five teams that he really could knows he, he could get whatever he wants. And now a lot of all-stars and all that, they got, the feeling too like when they're hot they're like okay it's over we could go for 40 50 and um it could be that or it could be teams that just not want to play defense right now and, and 
They're just letting them get whatever they want. Or maybe um, you guys should do what Embiid said about you guys and just throw all five guys at him. I mean, it works, right? He doesn't like you guys. Of course he doesn't. But, I mean, I understand how he feels when, you know, we we going at him every time. You know, like, if we play you, I mean, you're bigger than all of us, so you're going to get two, three guys on you. This is going to happen. Just know that. But... This doesn't mean that we don't want to win the game. It's just like you're Joel Embiid, so what do you think? We're going to come at you. And when we play Giannis, it's the same. Like, it's not just him. Like, every team that we play, if there's a guy that we know that he could go for 60, 50, we're going to change our, with the way of playing because that's just what we have to do that's to win the game. And right now, it's just not winning. That's why y'all think that. But we've won a lot of game doing that against you guys. Now, playing against Giannis, I mean, that dude is just a different beast. I mean... When he played against you guys, I mean, was that the game went for 30, 20, 10? Yeah, that was crazy. But we could have won that game, though. So I'm not that impressed. Well, I mean, you're down by 21, I think, with just under four minutes left. Yeah. And head to overtime. Yeah. That guy's just a different animal, though. He's like a freight nice. train. He's nice. But at a certain point, like when Giannis is going coast to coast. Yeah. There's not much you can do. Either you, you stop him early so he doesn't get ahead of steam, or you send all you guys on him. It's one or the other. Because, like we like I said, we don't have a Mark Gasol or, you know, waiting for the paint and for him to drive it all. So, like, you got to stop him early. Because as soon as you get ahead of steam, it's like the train. You're going with him. And, I've like, I've seen a, one of the attempts he tried. I think it was against Sacramento. He tried to jump from, like, free throw line. Like, that was crazy i'm like the guy did his best and it felt like he was just on a lift going somewhere with him wherever he was going he went with him so it's just it's human it's a crazy human body that he has that just allows him to do whatever he he wants to do and uh, that hero is tough because like he's making long step and he's to the left and the one time he's to the right and then whoop he's in the air it's just hard to stop now you look at a team like a milwaukee a celtics uh, just, I'm not going to go around mentioning all the teams, but just the parity in the NBA. Is that something you've taken notice to this year? And if you have, like, is there a, a, a really a big difference, um, you know, between this year and, you know, past years? Because before yeah. you'd look at a few teams that are strong in the East and in the West, that West has always been, have a little bit more strength, but in the East there were like a top heavy, a few teams, and yeah. then it would kind of fall off a bit. But they got a good continuity. I think, like, if you look at Boston, Jason Tenham got better. Jalen Brown got better. They want to get Derek White. They want to, They got Marcus Smart. They got a lot of guys that they've been together for a long time. So they're getting better through the years, and you can see the progress every year. Um, the same thing with Philly. I think Philly, they had Joel. They had Niang, all these guys that um, they've been on the team together. James Harden, Maxi. Um, so... If you get, like, we got the same thing. We're just, like I said, if we, for example, would have won eight game that we lost, nobody would have been talking. It would have been saying how we've been together for so long and that we have this new um, this new team set up that everybody's 6'9 and it's working well for them right now. It's just that right now we're not shooting it well and we're losing games. So everybody wants to put their input and in saying that, hey, this is not working and we're not a contending team and all that. But, like, 
we've played a lot of good basketball and against a lot of good team. And I still feel to this day that most team, when they play us, they like, we don't want to play these guys. Like, and we never know what could happen. Like, we they're going to play hard, and you never know what could happen. And that's one thing that every team, I promise you, in the NBA says till this day, especially the Super No, I know that's stuff. true. I know that's true for sure. And I think that's why you guys are talked about so much right now, right? Because yeah. people know whether win or lose, like you're saying, something crazy is going to happen. It's mm-hmm. going to be tough. Chauncey Billups was kind of talking and alluding you know, to that after the game when you guys played them with Portland. But one of those other good teams uh, that you guys ran into with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, Dylan. And your boy Dylan Brooks is on that squad. Yo, Dylan is nice. He was ready. Dylan is nice. And he talks a lot of shit. He was ready. He was ready. I already knew from the beginning of the game. He had to shoot around the same time as me. And I saw, I felt in his aura. I felt like I played with him in Oregon and all that. I've been around him. And I was like, yeah, he... He's on a mission right now. Like he, he's, he was locked in. Then he hit his first three and went like this already. I was like, oh shit! If we don't stop this right now, we're gonna hear a whole lot. And I did, his boys, Bob's, Bubs, and all them were courtside. And I was like, damn, they've been ready for this game. Like it probably was like a star on it. Like, yeah. How far do you think that team can go in the West? Uh, as far as they want, to be honest with you, um, they got a lot of good players. Jaron, Ja. Desmond Bain, Stephen Adams is really strong and in, inside. That guy's a freak. Yeah, man. I mean, Christian got a he, he felt it for the first time, and I think we all saw how it's hard to to move a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? But like honestly, like him, Zubat, I think those are guys that are really imposing in there. Joel Embiid, obviously, but those are the three guys that I was like. They 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 move their body in there. They they're gonna get the rebound, and they if you. You need one or two guys to to take them out. Like you won't be able to do it by yourself. There's so many players who bring different inta- different intangibles to the court, right? Yeah. Like, who are some very? I wouldn't even say young, promising players, but who are some players that are very effective that you play against time and time again that a lot of people don't talk about. Uh. Michael Bridges, Bridges, Michael Bridges from yeah, uh, from Phoenix. Yeah, he's good, man. Mm-hmm. He brings a lot of for the, that team. Does a lot. Um, there's a lot of guys that I've I've seen that I was like, you know, they just fit in the role well. Uh, Jordan Poole for the Warriors. Um, even a guy like Grant Williams for Boston, I think he does a really good job too. Just um, you know. Being a consistent player off the bench and bringing a little bit of toughness, I think. Um, hey, when I look at games, those are the guys that I'm like, well, you know what, man, they fit in well in their role. And if you would take them out, you would see that you're missing a piece. Any surprise stories for you going on right now in the NBA? Uh, no, I'm just, I mean, obviously disappointed KD got hurt, but I'm out for know, at least a month. Well, I, I, I'm I, when I saw it, I thought it was gonna be worse. So I'm happy that it's just an MCL. Uh, the way he was holding it and all that, it makes it made me thought that it was worse. But um, obviously, it's you know, it's always sad to see a player get hurt like that. Um, but yeah, but I'm sure he's gonna come back. He came back from a lot of injuries, so that's something for sure. And oh, Aaron Gordon's dunk, man. Yo, that was crazy. That was nuts. That like, was to nuts. this day. I'm still like, can't believe he gamed it like that. Like, um, what's his name was running? Jokic was running with him, 
And he just decided, I'm not passing. I'm dunking all over. What's his name? Sharmet or Sharmet? Was it? Uh, yeah, it was Shamet. Yeah, yeah. Shamet. Jesus. Kidding. That was nuts. <sighs> Why'd the refs have to ruin that? No, they they call they Didn't reviewed they call it. A charge they on reviewed that? it. They reviewed it, and it was a blocking foul. It was a blocking foul. And okay. End the game like that. Yeah, I want to talk to you about officials for a second, man. <laughs> Nuts, right? <laughs> yeah, it was destroyed nasty, right? them. Destroyed them. Just took him out of there. It's a good thing I'm not CB. I can say this. I had moments like that, but not t- trying to take a charge. I jumped with him, and I got dunked on. You know what I'm saying? But, like, the fact that you, like, trying to put your body like this, and he told me a bunch of times, like, I hope it doesn't happen to you. But when I saw that video, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to take charges like that no more. Like, not no, full speed. That like, one was bad, though. Disgusting. Like, he was flying forward. At, at the point when Superman he took off, ass. there was nothing Shamit can do at Superman that Superman's ass, man. There was nothing Shamit could do. It was done. I want to talk to you about bad officiating now that we... No, 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 no. Oh, no, yes, no, 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 no. yes. You're not allowed. I need my calls, man. Let them alone. Y'all doing a really good job, honestly. They were awful during that Portland game. Yeah, for sure. They're awful for the game. Obviously, some they have off games like us, man. They, they miss calls and That's true. I miss shots. You know, it's, They're it's human normal. Beings. They're human beings, man. Let's just not put them on our bad side right now. We That's, need them. That's true. Do you think they should be held accountable somehow, some way? I mean, I'm sure that something happened. I'm sure like there's a top chief that is watching the clips and be like, you should have made that that call or whatever. And so I don't know how it goes. I don't know if they get any fine or whatever for if they're not doing it well, but I'm sure somebody's saying something and somebody's watching for sure. That's true though. They are humans. They make mistakes. That's what the replays are for. 100%. I have a good relationship with much, most of them. Even though they don't call every foul sometimes, I do, you know, see them as, you know, humans and that they, they miss some calls and, Outside of basketball, they're still good people, and that's how I see it. They do, they do a great job for the most part. And I do want to mention this. You know what I've been seeing lately? I've been seeing a difference with the crowd at Scotiabank Arena because you have mentioned before that sometimes the crowd needs to bring a little bit more energy. But I think these last four or five games, and Nick Nurse touched on it as well, he thought the crowd has been doing 100%. a better job as of late. Yeah, right? Maybe it's my fault. What? Maybe they heard me and they were like, oh, yeah, all right, bet. And now they're over there. And we're losing and they're still doing it. So I apologize, guys. How much does the crowd actually help you as a players? A lot. A lot. You get a block, it might gives you like, you ever played Call of Duty, you get the steam? That's what it does. You hit a three, they go crazy, you're hot now. Gives you that boost. Yeah. It's the same thing when you shoot an air ball and you air ball. The next one, you're like, yeah, I mean, am I shooting this one now? I don't know. And tell me some of the hardest buildings to play in because of the crowd. Philly looks vicious. Golden no, State I like Philly. I never have an issue with Philly. I no. never have an issue with their crowd. Their crowd looks great. I think Utah... Definitely a place to like, like you, the fans are reckless. They don't care. Thunder, it's loud, loud. Like when they were, when Westbrook and Katie was playing there, like, did you hear? Yeah, that was crazy. The Warriors, when they were at the Oracle, that was loud. Um, But I feel like the best crowd I've heard, like loud, loud, loud was us at the playoff, um, like finals and game seven. Crazy. And 
my college game against Arizona. That was nuts. That was loud. College is a different ball game, though. That was nuts. I mean, those guys are, they're seriously nuts in the crowd in college. Passionate. They wake up crazy. Yeah. You got to enjoy it, man. It's nice. Now, at the live show, now that you're just talking about wild uh, playoff crowds, you did mention the Raptors will make it to the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. You stand by that? Yeah. I'll never say otherwise, to be honest with you. And like That's I said. That's true. Well, I mean, what is he uh, going to say? No? Yeah. And then get fired. Be like, no, we're not making it. Tomorrow, you're going to see me in first class in Montreal. So, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. Ahmed, how much time we got left? Four minutes. Your message to the people, CB. It's the same. Keep believing in us. We're going to figure it out. The playoffs are coming soon. Um, we're going to get more wins. And um, like I said, stop being hard on us like that because at the end of the day, um, the same love that you show us when we're good, we need it when we're bad. Because like I said, you can't pick and choose when you want to you know, be on our side. That's how you call it bandwagon. And we don't like bandwagons. You're either with us or you're against us. Exactly. Hustle Play with Chris Boucher. I am Mike Roach. Make sure you like, subscribe, share everything. Hustle Play. Yahoo Sports Canada. Yes, sir. We out. Here's Boucher. The three. Got it. From Montreal.